0: and
1: And this is shit on the table table. yeah all right so we are um getting back from pasadena kind of ish we got back on sunday
0: yeah we spent the whole weekend in pasadena and we um uh, we're just trying to get into the swing of things, back to life. So now we're gonna yeah. talk about our Pasadena experience.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: It was different. Yeah, it was our mm-hmm. first time in Pasadena, and for the convention. Was, for the convention, yeah, and um, it was really fun because we like to make it fun, mm-hmm. um, always. <laughs> but there was a lot of realization at the end when it comes to these. Um, conventions and stuff like that, when you're not, like, let's say, competing in, um, the actual classes and stuff like that, or not competing in the classes, but in not completing it, competing in the grooming competitions, so it, it was, like, as a, I guess, a shopper, spectator, normal on it was a definite, definitely a learning experience, so, yeah, for us, um,
1: the con- the Barkley style of conventions was a little bit different than what we see at, at SuperZoo, which is put on by the World Pet Association. That um, one
0: is extremely big, extremely intense. and um, Yeah.
1: So this one seemed a little... It was a lot smaller, but yet they're trying to fit so many... Um, Booths. Booths in it. Um, So that gave me a little bit of anxiety.
0: Yeah. The first day you were definitely anxious. The
1: first day, like, it was just, I was, like, literally on top of Vanessa like a child. I was like, oh, my God, like, there's way too many people here. The booths, like, were on top of each other. And, like, it was just overwhelming and, like, overly overly stimulating for me. So, like, I felt like the walls were kind of closing in. (laughs) Yeah. I don't do well. And it's funny because I love concerts. But I know going to a concert, it's going to be like that. But usually you're in, like, a big space so you can remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. But there was literally like no real place to remove yourself to unless you went completely outside. But then there was another like thing charity kind of putting on together. Yeah. So there was like no space to really just like get away where someone could not bump into you. And so yeah. yeah. That was kind of killing me a bit inside. <laughs> So, it was the first day was kind of in um I, it wasn't in and out, but I was pretty buzzed that day. I was self-medicating.
0: Yeah, so the first <laughs> night we got in, we actually had a class scheduled. At uh, seven o'clock, so yes. which was really easy to get into because it wasn't the actual first day of the show or the expo. No, that so, wasn't bad. Yeah, so we get in, we get our credentials, and then um, so we were walked there. We have been walking like the whole time. Yeah, we didn't stay at the Sheridan, which is the hosting hotel. Um, we stayed at Green Tree Pasadena, which was really nice. It was pretty
1: swanky. Our room was fucking big.
0: Yeah, it was huge. Like we could have a dance party and we did have a party. We had
1: some groomers come over and like we polished off a bottle of on Thursday, night.
0: we talked about grooming stuff too, yeah. which was really funny. Because, yeah, yeah,
1: it was so much fun.
0: Yeah, so we had uh, met uh, a friend from a new friend from Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an old friend from Alaska, and then we made a new friend from Guatemala. Yeah, yes. she was
1: so fun. She was adorable. People, they were all adorable. Love meeting new groomers. Yeah,
0: so it was really cool. So we all kind of just hung out in our room. After the class and, you know, polished off a bunch of booze and <laughs> stayed up way too late the first night. I think we were just really excited for the actual first day, mm-hmm. not go, not knowing what we were getting ourselves into. Yeah. So then we wake up and we're like, uh, we got to get ready. Yeah. And we went in with the intention of being just this obnoxious personality that we are Mm -hmm. and so we dressed in our um 80s attire yep that you saw
1: in the pictures floating around yeah
0: so we wanted to make sure that we were very noticeable and we brought our grab bag full of goodies it was Mm -hmm. a shit on the table grab bag and the funny thing was is that somebody recognized us in our class but we were like, oh, we don't have anything for you. And we felt really, really bad. But then yeah. we ran into her, and she tagged us in the photos, and she took a photo with us. So she eventually got the grab bag, which was really cool. Yeah, because she I'm was, really happy she did. She was the first one who recognized us, mm-hmm. and she was so sweet. And it was so
1: organic. And, like, it was about an hour in, I think, to the convention uh, when we saw her just yeah. walking
0: by, and we're like, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then somebody ran up behind us and was like, shit on the table. And so we gave him a t-shirt too. Yeah.
1: Which I completely regretted because I knew her. Uh Uh-huh. And she's from Vegas and she didn't even listen to the podcast. So she probably will never hear this. (laughs) So I, as soon as I was like, oh, well, I guess you can have a t-shirt. And then afterwards we were just like, we regretted that. (laughs) But.
0: Because she's not a listener. Yeah. There was other people asking for like. Like, if we got rid of our grab bag and goodies, and we're like, yeah, we did. Sorry. But that was the whole intention. Like, we really wanted to be, obviously, noticed, but it was a little difficult with our anxiety flying everywhere. Yeah, I
1: definitely, I feel like it was mostly on me that, like...
0: Brought us down a notch. But I like to coddle you, too, when you're sad. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So like, it was I, me. I definitely feed off of your vibe because I'm like, okay, it'll be okay. We'll we'll get through this. And then it, and it's more or less like she's just wanting it to be over, and then I'm encouraging it to like, well, let's just go then. I know, and we
1: shouldn't be like, let's just go.
0: I know. But it
1: was like, it was... It was so overwhelming. And I was just telling myself, like, don't feed into it. And, like, don't let it overwhelm you. And don't, like, don't, don't, don't. But then I did, did, did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of those kind of things where I'm, like, I keep telling myself in my head. I'm, like, we have time. We have time to just, we have time. We have time to shop. We have time to talk. We have time to just be there. But then after the first day, it was just, it was really rough. Like, cause even though the second day there weren't as many people, um, it was a little bit easier to shop, a little bit easier for us to like get our things done that we needed to do. Um, but once we got our things done, it was just like, oh, can we just go back and like,
1: (laughs) yeah. So we learned like, we learned a lot. Yeah. This as being, I don't want to say that we're necessarily influencers, but just being a, Per, not a persona either because we don't really have personas. We are, we literally are who we are, even on the microphone. But like just being, uh, what would you say?
0: I don't know. We're whatever entity.
1: We are entertainers. That's what we are.
0: Yes. Yeah, we so are entertainers.
1: And- so being like as an entertainer, I feel like we really missed the boat on this one. Um, it's and, really
0: hard to entertain when people are selling shit to you. And we're like, where's the party at? Right? Like talk about ear <laughs> plucking and take shots, you know? Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> but no, like, it was just really hard. And I f- feel... And it was really hard to stand out. And honestly, the fact that we... I didn't think we would get noticed at all. I really didn't. And the fact that we did... When we looked busted, mind you... She's caught us at, like, the worst time.
0: Like, we just came out of the truck, we just dumped our shit, and we left.
1: Yes. And, like, we were greasy, our hair was (laughs) slicked back, because we were just, like, I hadn't washed my hair in a week, and, like, she was like... Just, like, oh, my God. And I'm, like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Why? (laughs) But I love, like, I loved it. And then she took a picture of us, and I was, like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah. But she was the sweetest.
0: So the first actual night of the convention, um, which was Friday, Mm -hmm. we did decide to um, leave the convention before it was ended. Yeah. And we went back. Um, I took an adult nap, you hung out, and then we decided to get together with some groomers and go out, and Pasadena is so cute, but I guess there's only one club left in Pasadena. Yeah, and it's like the oldest. It's the oldest and the only, I guess, club in Pasadena, so we went there, and that was really cool, we had a good time, we danced for a couple hours, and then it got a little overwhelming in there. Yeah. And so we left. I we had drank a lot at that point. We drank so much. So <laughs> much. And uh, we left and we went to um another cute little bar yeah, which the was karaoke bar. It was supposed to be a karaoke bar. And of course Vanessa we have the mo- the worst singing voices. <laughs> but anytime there's karaoke Vanessa's like we got to do this. And yeah. I'm like I'm always down. <laughs> But I'm always, like, apologetic that other people have to hear me <laughs> sing. Um, so, we had a like, fight with the karaoke guy. Oh, my God. They
1: wouldn't let you do any fucking ballads or anything no ballads. remotely
0: sad. So, Vanessa wanted to sing Careless Whisper, and he shot her down quick. Quick. So, she comes running up to me like he won't let me do careless whisper, and I'm like, well, then let's do nine to five from Dolly Parton because we had just blasted it in yeah. the car earlier that day, <laughs> getting more booze, getting more booze <laughs>
1: before going to the convention. Oh,
0: side note, she tried to befriend a squirrel and give them a lime, and it was I was like, sweetie, you're not. So it you know why. almost
1: let me touch it. It came so close to me, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, you literally yelling. Uh, with excitement and there's this lady like staring at me like I'm on crack because I'm also in the 80s outfit holding yeah. a line, being like, Vanessa, I'm going to get with the lime. And you're like yelling at
0: me from across the street. It
1: doesn't want the lime. And I'm like, it does though. We don't
0: have fat squirrels in Vegas like we don't that. don't have any squirrels in Vegas. We do. They're just very hard to find. They're imported. not in
1: this city. They're imported from They're California. Imported.
0: Um, but yeah, so she was trying to befriend this squirrel and it didn't work out. And she's not fucking Snow White. So
1: <laughs> I am. I should have just picked it up. I should have done it.
0: So then we get to the karaoke place, continuing on, and he said 9 to 5 would clear out of the bar. And right. I was like... It's an
1: Whoa. upbeat song! It's an
0: upbeat song, exactly. So then we sang Chop Suey by, by System, System of a down. down.
1: And the whole, like mid, like, at least 99.9% of that bar was looking at us like, what... The fuck are these two girls singing? But we had this one guy, literally up close to the stage, just like yeah, and like showing up the devil horns and like totally fucking moshing out to our shit, and he was like singing along with us, and he was fucking killing it. And we we're just like singing to him. And then there was another guy, kind of off off the side, being like, yeah, this is fucking legit. But all the girls in the bar were kind of like. I feel very scared and in, I'm danger, danger. I need an adult. What's happening? These devil worshipers are here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a younger crowd. I yeah. want us. You know, it was kind of a mixed crowd, but that was like, I don't think anybody was over the age of 40 in that bar. No. In that particular bar. No. Um, But at the club, though, it started off with an older set of. People, so it was just straight disco for a while. I loved
1: it. I fuck,
0: <laughs> I was fucking loving it. And then towards the end, it did get to be a younger crowd, which was fine. But yeah. um, by the time we left, it was just too packed. So we went to the karaoke bar. And then I'm thinking, like, the girls would have sang to 9 to 5. Come on. Everybody knows Dolly Parton. Yeah. Who doesn't it. know that exactly. song. So then we played pool. And then we decided... Well, hold on. I sang... Another song. Oh yeah, Backstreet Boys, right?
1: <laughs> no, I sang "In Sync" by um uh "In uh, uh, Sync" by. I sang uh, "Bye Bye Bye" by In Sync with our friend Taylor.
0: Yeah, that was funny because there was a big crowd for that. There and was a big crowd. It's funny because she's a diehard Backstreet Boys fan, so she yeah, like I am sacrilegious right there. And did and <laughs> did
1: the Backstreet Boys rolled over? But yeah, I do like "Bye Bye Bye," so. And Justin, and Justin, yeah, I like that ramen hair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but it was, yeah.
0: it was good. And then we were like, "Oh, we're hungry!" And then we were talking to these dudes, and they were like, "Oh," and we're like, "Where can we get good tacos?" Because you know, California is kind of known for their tacos, yeah. but I guess Pasadena is not.
1: No, we were searching for good tacos all fucking weekend. I mean,
0: we've had we had Mexican food in Pasadena all weekend, and it was. Awful, awful. And then awful. And then he was like, "Oh, there's this good taco truck." And then we took his directions. And seriously, we walked all over Old Pasadena to at like twelve o'clock at night by ourselves. We had five girls with us. Yeah, there was we're a, all five five of us, yeah, we were we were rocking it in our little girl gang for sure. And yeah, like you know, we were fine. But it was like a lot of walking to get to this fucking taco truck. Yeah, and they were relatively good priced. They were already tacos.
1: For, okay, for the amount of walking we did, they sucked. But if I could drive to those tacos, (laughs) they would have been great.
0: Yeah. You're like, it was, yeah. And so we had like an extra quesadilla and some horchata and we gave it to this homeless dude, which Pasadena doesn't have too many, too many homeless people um like Vegas and LA does but um yeah. you know we saw him and we we're like you want some food and some horchata and he's like yeah. and then Vanessa
1: asked him for a lighter
0: <laughs> I'm like no no no, I asked where I could buy some cigarettes because oh. everything was closed down and California doesn't yeah. have like smoke shop like for cigarettes and when I'm drinking I smoke a lot sorry yeah. guys so do I it's a bad bad uh habit I know and anyway so then we finally get back and I went to bed we all went to
1: yeah, we all went to bed. Yeah,
0: uh, and then the next day it was our regular t-shirts that we were rocking, mm-hmm. and that's when we got our shopping done and we started talking to people. And but we were so hungover. Oh, God, it <laughs> from was the so, night before. We got there at
1: like twelve at the convention. Yeah, we wanted to try and get in some demos, but the demos, the learning was very crowded. And not because like the there were a lot of people watching the demos, but because of where the demos were placed. Yeah,
0: I agree. There weren't like a okay, so when you go to Super Zero, there's always like a pack of ravenous groomers trying to watch a particular demo. But they have from, lots of
1: seating. They do. They make tons of room for these demos and have stages for yeah. these demos yeah
0: and they do and wall had two demo areas in pasadena and then you had the Andes demo area and then you had like people like kenichi Nagasi was doing a demo at um, UtsuMi. utsumi um but the problem being is that <clears throat> even if there's like not even if there was like four people watching these demos. It at was one time, crowded. It was just too condensed, and there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough area for one. The groomers to like actually do. I mean, the one Andis one was okay. It was over by the food food stall. Yeah.
1: No, that was Wall.
0: That was Wall. Okay, yeah. so Wall had a pretty decent area for. I guess one of their demo areas. Mm-hmm. But it was still very difficult to see, you know, it was a very small table, you know, it was very small for the groomers to work with. Yeah. And then their second wall station was, like, off to the side at the end of, like, a row of booths, and it was just, like, you couldn't see. Vanessa and you, didn't
1: even know it was there.
0: I didn't know it was there. And then I'm the, like,
1: that's where they do the, it's, like, right in the aisle way. Yeah, it was at the corner of where the two desks were, and then the table was smushed in between. And so, if you're what if you're standing in to watch, like standing in front of the table, just like directly in front of the table to watch Sue and Jay do these demos, you're in everybody's way.
0: Yeah, it was it to was, walk
1: through the aisle
0: exactly. And then, um, and then at the Andis one, it was at the end of the booth too. And it was, like, they had enough seating, but half the seats, you could not see. No. Half the groom. And no. the, like, the speaker was just too loud, so it was very obstructive to your hearing. And then, So you it throws your, your sensories off. Yeah, and then your vision's obstructed because you can only, you know, the the groomers were even saying, like, we're trying our hardest so that way you can see everything. Yeah. And um, so they're trying to explain everything and try. They're trying their hardest to kind of like show what they're yeah. doing, but you still can't see. So you're actually half the seats were couldn't be utilized and then the other half are filled. And then you have to be in the aisle again to, to stand watch, it. And watch. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, these are multi-million dollar corporations. Like you would think they would have like a screen on. So that way people can see or like... Well, not work- just a screen
1: because SuperZoo doesn't have screens for
0: those. No, but they have larger areas. They just have a bigger open
1: space. And so yeah. when I go to conventions, it's I do a couple of business classes or just do a couple of regular classes that are not grooming related because yeah. they do the same thing on the floor. Yeah. So you can watch an Asian fusion grooming for free on the floor. Yeah. You can watch a schnauzer get groomed because that's what we saw on the floor and then you can watch just hand scissoring and like
0: you can ask questions you hear a little bit closer exactly I love the demos I think they're vitally important they are but the brands that are selling these products and you know so that way the groomer the the specialist can be recognized and you know that you have more interaction with them and um I do I do have an issue with classes at these conventions when they are grooming specific, like style specific, because they are not hands-on. You're basically watching everything while they're up on the stage. And you're, I, I personally am. And a that's hands-on. not just Barkley. That's no, 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 that's all that's,
1: conventions. Yeah.
0: They're those. I don't yeah. particularly enjoy um, because they're not hands-on. And I do like the classes that we have taken. And a lot of, um, a, master groomers out there do these classes they go to salons
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: do um half of it hands on half of it not or all of it hands on depending if you bring a demo dog yourself so they do these and i think those are extremely uh, yeah. important and amazing and they're worth the money yeah when it comes to these conventions you're not doing like if you want to see a specific style from a specific groomer that you idolize or enjoy or you're you're following i go for it you do you boo but i prefer to take specific classes to what is going to benefit your business or take something that piques your interest like maybe um a little bit more scientifically sound class like about chemicals or shampoos and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that's just like the behind the scenes of grooming those are kind of cool to take um so but that's not always, I mean, every time I go to these conventions, and it's not just Barkley, it's every convention I've been to, um, there's always a handful of classes that are disappointing, Are disappointing. Um, and then there's like a handful of classes that I just get so wet from. <laughs> yes. So this
1: time around, it was 50-50.
0: Yeah. One, one class was, <sighs> it, it wasn't bad, but it was just, I have my opinions about it. But we only took, I only took two classes because I wanted to get a feel for how it is in Pasadena because it was my first experience. Though, going back to Pasadena, I don't think four days at the expo without taking at least 20 classes is worth it. Like, next time I go, I will get... Which is hard to do because they're all, like... They actually had theirs. I'm so sorry. They had theirs blocked off where it was mornings and at nights. So you had time to go to. Friday
1: were all day classes. So they had part one, two, and three. And I believe a part four for their classes. So you're missing an entire day of the convention.
0: Which is fine. Like, I'm not going to
1: lie yeah I don't know I don't like that aspect but
0: I I'm fine with it as long as I know I'm getting my money's worth because going to the convention um or uh Grim West Expo I got all my shopping done in like 25 minutes because I knew what I wanted I knew what I wanted to try so that was I got it done you know if it was if it was anything else Like, I don't think I need to be there that long. (laughs) Yeah. Unless I'm taking classes. So I think that's what it's good for. Um, Yeah. You know, and of course, watching the shows and stuff like, who is that? Is that Penny? It's Penny. She's being like, likable. Oh my God. She's so dirty. I
1: know she needs a bath.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Do I need to get this? Oh.
1: My female cat, like, lets everybody else touch her but me.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, like, the fat touched. <laughs> yeah, she does. She's like, can I pet you? Come here. Oh, that bitch looked at her and walked away. <laughs> that was great.
1: She just snubbed her nose at
0: me. Oh, my God. That was she hardcore She went bypassed snubbery. me, went right
1: up to Vanessa, and then as she was leaving, I was like, okay, I'll pet her, too. And she, like, moved her fat out of the way. And snubbed her nose and was like, the wall can pet me, but you can't.
0: Oh my god. I never seen hatred so fierce.
1: <laughs> I didn't even beat her. Like <clears throat> I don't get it. But yeah, so um. <laughs> Let's see what I hope that got picked up. My husband is snoring so fucking loud right now.
0: He's in the other room. <laughs> There's like a wall between us. And Two we doors. Can hear it. And at least 25 feet. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> so working through these distractions is hard. It's really it late at night again, guys. It's one of those, we had an eventful weekend, so we had to like, Get it in while we could. Yeah, it's,
1: like, 1030. So, the usually our attention span is, like, a five-year-old. So, right now, we're at, like, a two and a half. Yeah. But.
0: Okay. So, anyway, my opinion on the Grim Expo West was I did not need to be there. Okay. If I was just a regular bystander person, like, you know, I wasn't, you know, there for, um like I said, the show grooming. If I wasn't there for that, and I'm just there to kind of look at new products or just pick up some stuff and shopping, like, you don't need to be there four days. If you're going to be there four days, take classes. Take more than two classes, because I, I regret not taking more classes, because I just didn't... It was just too much, I, being around that many people, not small of an area. hmm No mm-hmm. one's giving out free booze.
1: <laughs> yeah. I did see that. I didn't realize that. No free booze. Um... Uh, well, I didn't see a lot of new product.
0: Like no, with y- yeah, Super Zoo,
1: you see a lot of new
0: product. All yeah. product that like
1: is probably useless for
0: grooming, for sure. But it's still fun to like see that they, stuff. Yeah, they do showcase some new stuff. I think that's kind of like their thing, though. Like the new, they have that whole area it's new retail. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have a lot of retail at a. Which I absolutely hate, but it's useful if you're if you have a business that does have,
1: but like retail with Super Zoo, Like last year, there were masks, there were masks there, so a lot of people jumped on that. Yeah, those are cool. Um, a couple years ago, and then now they come to the Super Zoo. Is the people with the glove? You remember you have it, and like Julie had it, and y'all would use it for like d sheds and shit. Oh yeah, those are nice. Um, and like so, it's a, just a little bit more. I don't know.
0: There's more things to work through. You can take your time. Yeah. And not be and done that, in 20 i I definitely go
1: back to a Barkley. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. But now I know what to expect. For sure. And now I know, okay, I can get, I can handle being in those areas if I already know and can anticipate. Yeah. And get myself in that headspace. Yeah.
0: The next two days were a little bit easier for us.
1: They were. But going into it, like, blind. Like, People say it's small and it's smaller than SuperZoo. I'm thinking, like, slightly smaller, but this was not slightly smaller. It was a lot smaller. So now I know, okay, if I ever go to Pas- Pasadena again, okay, it's going to be busy. It's small. We've got this. I can have a game plan.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I definitely think for our listeners, we definitely fucked up. Because there were, like... Um, we took another, the chick from Groomer IO out um, and she was saying that some of her friends were looking for us and they couldn't find us and that's because we weren't really there at the convention.
0: We weren't. It was just like we would get, we would do our rounds, get overwhelmed and then leave. Yeah. And, and this that's just, not, that's not good for like if you guys are trying to find us or yeah. it's not good for us to like put our name out there. But no. we're fucking human. Yes. <laughs> and... You know, and this is
1: why we do a podcast and we're not social media gurus. No,
0: it's really hard being completely visible all the time, and it's you know, it's a little overwhelming. I deal with animals because people drive me nuts,
1: yeah, exactly. And like, I know I apologize (laughs) (laughs) that, like. There is a a certain expectation for entertainers, for influencers, and that is being there. It's being not necessarily accessible.
0: But present. But
1: present. And we were not present. And so, like, that was just really shitty.
0: On our part. On our part. But But I hope you guys can forgive us. Because... (laughs) We'll be. We'll do better at Super Zoo. <laughs> we're working. We know Super Zoo is our tr- like. It's we're, it's it's our. That's our domain. It's, it's our domain, so we can tread however we feel like it with confidence. Yeah. And I'm thinking we'll own Pasadena. Next, you know, time. next year. But I mean, let's say if we go to Tacoma or Hershey, we'll probably be just as idiotic.
1: as We yeah. were the first
0: time, but we still had a good time. After everything was said and done.
1: Yeah, no, it was a good time. Wished more people went out with us, but it was also a very last
0: minute thing. Um, We don't have any connections. We don't. We we really don't know where we're going. And somebody told us about the club, and we're like, let's go to the club! And then, you know, then there was this one bar we decided to go to the last official day we stayed there.
1: Yeah, with uh, two, two new people.
0: Yeah, and that was at um, Der Rathskeller, and that place was really chill. It was really cool. It yeah. Had really funky art. The murals were
1: amazing. This was definitely a satanic bar.
0: It was like medieval, like surrealism. Like it, it was, was um, like medieval esque surrealism about the devil. It wasn't about the devil. About the devil. It wasn't about. It was the a- devil. about the devil. It the- wasn't about- it was
1: about the devil. Anyway, the devil was on everything. I
0: wouldn't say that. But he was on every single
1: wall. Well, yeah, but in a
0: lot of medieval art and surreal art, the devil's in everything, too. Okay, yeah, anyway. but the devil
1: was succeeding. <laughs> I listened to Ghost way too much today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and the ride home wasn't as funky. I swear to God, like, me and Vanessa were... Belting out as many random tunes as we could on our way to Pasadena. But on the way home, we were like trying to find like homebound music. And it's all mellow. And we're like, oh, we're falling asleep.
1: Yeah, I was almost passing out. I was like, we got to do something. I opened up my sunroof and it's fucking freezing in my car. But I had literally almost dozed off. But and you're probably thinking, just have Vanessa drive. Vanessa sucks at driving. And I've never had a
0: car accident ever, but I am apparently I do give a lot of people anxiety. Yeah,
1: there's no way she's driving my work truck. (laughs) So I drove both ways. No complaints here. So then on Sunday, we completely just
0: dipped out. We did. We wanted to. Oh, I even asked her. Okay, so we had a talk Saturday night about how we need to be more present. And I
1: wasn't conveying myself I was not articulating myself because I was the one that brought it up. And I'm always like, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And so I was trying to sugarcoat it. And when I sugarcoat, I can't articulate. Because I don't really know how to sugarcoat. So it just does, it sounds like gibberish when I'm talking. So then I was just like, fuck this conversation. Don't worry about what I'm saying. Because she wasn't understanding what I was saying.
0: Because she was also saying at the same time, I don't want to do it. (laughs) She was just like, because we were so tired and we were so worn. And it was our fault for being so worn down because we were drinking way too much. We found a new rum and it was delicious. Oh, yeah. That was like, oh, that was candy.
1: It It was was
0: so good. I re- highly recommend. We were you drinking trying. it like it was juice. We don't drink. We didn't drink any. Like I had tea in the morning and maybe a coffee. I barely
1: drank water. I was <laughs> drinking rum. We
0: were just, but if it wasn't like it wasn't like we were drinking coke or like sprites or sodas no. or anything or juices. We were drinking fucking rum like it was soda and juice because
1: it's it was. You just have to buy it. It's called Rum Haven. I am sure it, you can buy it online or it's at your, a liquor store. It, Rum Haven. It's infused with coconut water. So <laughs> it hydrates you as you're drinking. I was like, <laughs> where is the science behind that? And there was no burn. None. 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 It literally just tasted like nicely sweetened coconut water and i don't like coconut water oh i hate coconut, coconut water. water is disgusting but you throw just like a half a lime in it while you're drinking and it's like <laughs> put my the mouth lime is salivating. In the coconut and drink it all up it was the most delicious thing
0: i know i think about it too i'm like maybe if i bring it into the house it'll be i okay. will become
1: an alcoholic for this drink so we were drinking it and it was friday and we're in front of wagon tails, and we're just we were looking at it. And here, we Joshua Morales sees us, and he's like, "Oh, hey, what's up, girls?" Because we know him from previous conventions, and he's like, "What's up?" And we're just chit chatting. and Me and Vanessa are just kicking it back. <laughs> we had a water bottle, like not even a water bottle, like it's one of those portable water bottles, so it's nice and round and like a little tall. And we filled it to. I'm not. I'm shameful. It. We, we filled, filled it up, to
0: the top. We filled it up pretty high. And
1: we're drinking it, and we're kind of giggling. And Vanessa goes, hey, you want some? And he's like, what is that? Is that water? And Vanessa's like, no. And I'm like, just drink it. And he's like, what is it? And we're like, it's rum. And he's like, what is it mixed with? Because it's clear. It looks like water. And we're like, nothing. Lime juice. <laughs> just lime juice. And he's like, I'm still tired. Um, it's like 1040 in the morning, and we're like... Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> he was judging us so hard. He
1: judged the shit out of us, but he was still cool with it. Joshua was cool.
0: Yeah, he was funny, but he was like, no. I'm, He's like, I'm working right ready? now. I can't do it. And we're like, we're technically working, too. <laughs> we're like, not really. No. <laughs>
1: He's like, I need to be clear-headed. And we're like, meh. Nah, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad.
0: It helped with the anxiety, though. No, it did. Yeah.
1: It did. And we were walking fine. I bet none of the people at the convention even had an idea. We just started slurring around, like, three. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. And you know what? We don't drink like this on the yuge.
0: No. And it's you guys. We're not even drinking right now, No, actually. I have coffee or uh, chai tea. Yeah. But you guys know, like, I don't drink at home. And it's not because I don't have alcohol at home. I just don't drink because I have kids and I have stuff I have to do. Yeah,
1: and I'm too busy. I eat really clean and I work out all the time and you can't be working out drunk,
0: so... Exactly. There's a lot of things you can't do drunk, but when we podcast... Right? When When we
1: podcast, we do drink. (laughs) Yeah. But, and that's sometimes, it's not all the time, but when we do go to conventions... It just seems more fun when we're drunk. It is. We can network better. Well, I don't know about that, but... Um, like, it's just a lot more fun. It's hard dealing with that
0: many people. It
1: is. in a
0: sober sense, yeah.
1: Yeah, you gotta have a little tipsiness. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, like, I came to a drunk conclusion. And that is that there's, like, kind of a gap in the grooming world. And that's... You know, it's all about when you're going to a convention or just you're working so hard. A lot of groomers, I've noticed, they don't cut loose. They
0: don't turn it off.
1: They don't turn it off. I mean, we
0: we were talking about grooming almost the entire time, which is our passion, love, and everything. But it's not my life. It is not my life, no. I have other things that are going on. But in a grooming convention, like, I get the whole... yes. But I like the whole aspect of cutting loose while talking about grooming.
1: Yeah, but not just that. I'm talking about, like, in the day-to-day. Oh, yeah. You know? And that, like, I've realized that me and Vanessa's new goal is bringing, like, the fun and breaking up the monotony. And, like, I really think that's kind of, like, what we're doing with the podcast, too. Is yeah. just, we don't really educate. We just talk shit. And, like, we break it up. And so, like, now I'm, like, let's do all kinds of shit to just get groomers to come together and fucking have a good time. No education. Just like-minded people fucking around. And, like, talking about their day-to-day and, like, getting drunk and relaxing. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. No, it's. Or you don't even have to drink if you don't want to.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. But. Um, But it's relaxing is just not part of the game and it needs to be yeah i agree with you wholeheartedly yeah vanessa yeah
1: so let's get back onto pasadena but we should um chat about like some some of our classes like what yeah what we liked disliked and just to bring it back for a quick second we're not bashing on barkley um
0: no, I have. It was just
1: a different. We have our own opinions on Super Zoo, which once it, Super Zoo comes around, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah, but it was just a different concept, you know, and done differently, ran different differently because it's two different companies. And now we know, and so I think we'll be able to enjoy it a lot better next time going to a Barclay convention. Yeah, and like. Being able to just have fun. This was, like, really new for us. We're used to a bigger environment. Yeah. And, like, yeah. this just was, like, whoa. In your face. Yeah.
0: Barclay was very gracious in giving um, some coin to the mobile grooming dinner. They No. Did- that
1: was not Barclay. It wasn't Barclay. No. It was um, Wagon Tails.
0: Oh, never mind. Wagon Tails. Thank you, Wagon Tails. Yeah.
1: We went to a mobile <laughs> grooming dinner. I forgot about that. Um, put on by um one of the admins, I believe, for the Mobile groomers' Zone. And so we went and Wagon Tails, you know, gave donated some money to the cause to us mobile groomers and paid for our appetizers. That was so really nice one, that was really cool, but Barclay did not do okay, that. never
0: mind. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not bashing on Barclay. I was just trying to throw something nice in there about Barclay, yeah. but then I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it was sorry. Wagon it was- Okay,
1: well, cool on Wagon Tails. But no, like, it was... It, it was a different.
0: I have okay. Again, guys, these are our opinions. They're yeah. not. They're our opinions. Yeah, and you I should sh- definitely
1: experience this yourself. Yeah, We're so, not trying to convince you ever to not not ever go. Yeah. So
0: just take everything with a grain of salt. And this is where the conversation then can open up to like a bigger realm, like within. You know, you guys can disagree with us, and that's cool because we can. We love to talk about it. Yeah. Um. But our first class was um. What was it called? It was the a geriatric. It was a geriatric seminar. It was a geriatric certified certification class. <clears throat> I have a problem. I love certificates. I love certificates so much because that's just another, you know, accolade. You know, you did something, you got something in return. But I have I'm having a little bit of an issue with some of these certification classes because
1: It was called the Geriatric Grooming Certificate Class.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not, let's, how do I put this? I wonder if the speakers are there because of sound, science, and like their techniques have been Utilized in a large quantity of salons, um, you know, like when you certify it's something like a notch on your belt, or is it just a piece of paper that you're getting from Barclay? So I don't know if these speakers are vetted based on popularity or they're vetted based on like sound science. So there, this geriatric seminar. Um, certification class probably will mean nothing for me. Uh, the certification is probably going to be meaningless. It's just how it is. Um, nothing was hands on. Um, everything was just based on of a speaker. And because you listen to something, doesn't mean that you're certified. <laughs> you're not cert. You're not certified to do these things. You're not just because you hear it. You haven't applied it. You're not testing for it. Doesn't mean you are certified in it. That's what bothers me. I definitely think a certification needs to be (coughs) hands-on. Yeah, hands-on, tested. You know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm. (coughs) You're actually going through the process. Yeah. To be able to say, like our CPR class. Yes. We all had our own dogs to work on, not real. But we all had our own dogs to practice on. We went through the motions. We had to practice it, I think, 10 times. And then we all stood up in front of the class individually and went through the test. Exactly. That should be a certification process.
0: For sure. Just because you listen to somebody speak does not certify you in this whatever it may be. Yeah. In this form of grooming. I don't. That's what bothers me. Bothers me a lot. So there was a lot I liked in this class. but I didn't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. But go ahead. Okay. So we'll talk about what I did like in this class. Um, and then we'll go into what we disliked in the class. And I'm either mm-hmm. going to agree or disagree with you. Yeah. And I might extend on that or give further context to that so what I did like in this class was um okay I have to think about it (laughs) and it's not because I didn't hate it it's just um I deal with a lot of geriatrics in my salon And going into this class, I really wanted to, you know, if this is something I'm going to be doing on a day-to-day basis, and I didn't do it because that's what I was advertising. It just kind of happened, and it's very true. She was talking about it. Once you do one senior dog, you do it well. The dog survives. They're going to talk because a lot of dogs, they get to a point where they cannot be groomed in a traditional salon setting. So I get a lot of referrals from mobile groomers. I get a lot of referrals from my other... Um, you know, owners of senior dogs. So that's why I have so many old dogs. And I have special needs dogs, too. Um, And she was mentioning that dogs that have special needs would be considered geriatric as well because they just they take a little bit extra time. Um, And what I did like was that she was mentioning that these dogs need to be on an appointment based. Really, dude? Sorry, they need to be on an appointment-based setup, so it's not doing stack dogs. You want the dogs to come in. Your focus is only on the geriatric, and you call the owner when they're ready. Um, And she did mention like it is a slower process because they are slower by nature, and I agree with that. I mean, they may need breaks, or they may need. There may be a point where they are just done. And so you just have to just be done with the dog. You know, I did agree with her saying that you have to customize and improvise each individual groom with these dogs. In a general setting, you're going to want to have your routine to make your grooms efficient, cleaner, and more, um, you know, substantial monetary-wise. You know, because if you have... A really good routine you're gonna get the dog done faster you're gonna optimize your time and it's gonna be less stress on you as well as the dog with geriatrics they may not be able to do the routine that you have established for yourself they may actually do it pretty well because they've been doing somebody's routine for you know 14 15 years but you may have to mix it up and that's fine and I agree with that um I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, I mean, if you've been working with the same dog for 15 years, don't change anything up because then it'll stress the dog out. But if it's like a dog that like, let's say I get in, I've never groomed the dog before. The first groom of my geriatrics is usually the most stressful because I know nothing about the dog. And I'm just going well, in yeah, with but all the like... You
1: didn't change your routine though. You're just stressed.
0: No, no, no. I don't change my routine for the first time, but I will change my routine... If I know something is not working,
1: I have like I guess you could say a geriatric routine. I don't do the same routine that I would do on a yeah. um body able dog yeah. So I think That's, she should have explained that
0: she didn't explain it very well. No, because um, you and sh-
1: can do a routine on a geriatric dog, but it just needs to be a different
0: routine. She was than- just. She was just saying that you have to be okay with if you have to mix it up. And I think that's fine. If you have to mix it up, like, the dogs are going to degrade over time regardless. So if you have a geriatric routine, and even if the routine is something for geriatrics, you might have to mix it up with, Maybe you can't do the nails that day. Or maybe you have to do the nails. Oh, of course. Yeah, maybe you have to do the nails last because it stresses the dog out, and that's usually the ending point of the groom. So there are some things that you have to mix it up, and that is fine, and that will be that dog's individual routine. And you won't know that until you are done with the first groom with that geriatric dog. I don't feel that she explained that very well, but I do agree with her that you do have to be a little you're going to spend more time on these dogs cuz most of the time you're improvising the needs of the geriatric dog and i do agree with that she also didn't explain very well how you can implement that with mobile she kind of just left the mobile community up to their own devices
1: yeah it, she was she just like oh it's
0: going to be kind of hard but yeah, it's like literally that's what
1: she said was cuz someone asked well how can we implement this to mobile and it Honestly, the whole class, if you were mobile, was pointless to you.
0: Yes, and I disagreed with that because a lot of what she said could be applied to mobile. But how? You,
1: what do you mean? Her whole point of the seminar, I'm going to call it a seminar because it's not a certification class for sure. The whole point of the seminar was this two week program that is not possible with mobile.
0: You can't. You can't have a dog on every Most two weeks. Most of
1: if, okay, if you're taking on a new client, yeah, that will be a little bit difficult if you have a set schedule already. Yeah. And so, sure, you could do
0: it. It would just have to be finessed over time. It would be finessed.
1: Yeah. But you can't, she was saying, give the, she will take it, blah, blah, blah. She said she would take the one dog and put it in an hour slot, but yet, could be there all day.
0: That made me a little confused. And so you can't
1: do that with mobile.
0: No, and that's why she that's why I think she missed the mark because you can spend time with the dog as long as the people are willing to pay for that time. Yeah. Like I feel like in mobile you probably would make a killing doing old dogs, but it would just be very time consuming and they you just have to find people who are willing to pay that yeah. that money. And if there's people willing to pay, 2 hours versus the 1 hour you would usually take on a dog then you know what you can go ahead and do it all you're doing is I have just, an old
1: dog now that what I was getting the inclination she didn't outright say it but she, she was kind she, of saying it was saying a polite that, no that mobile kind of causes the dog or just a regular salon makes the dog be in pain be tired, and, like, not yeah. enjoy grooming, and it's like, okay, well, I have an ancient fucking dog that I groom currently. It takes me about an hour and a half to do the dog, because I'm very slow and very gentle with the dog. The client pays for it. Yeah. You know, it's 120 bucks for tiny-ass Shih tzu, Yeah. You know, so that's good money, and he's actually really good, and she basically was just saying I was doing everything wrong, but yet the dog's not in pain when he's done grooming. Actually, he's running around the fucking house. Yeah. And the client is like, he's always so perky when he's done with you, and he's always in a better mood. And, like, so I kind of got, like, I felt a little insulted.
0: I, I think I... Th- and I know I take things very personally. You do, which is funny because I don't, I don't disagree with her saying that. That the dog should be there for, a, a like, a large amount of time. I think dogs being there all day long, if they're old, is, like, it's just too difficult on the groomer and too difficult on the dog, first of all. And having the dogs there at the buck crack of dawn, not all that... That she was that like made me rolled my fucking eyes. She was saying that the dogs need to be there at a particular amount Early of time in the morning when they're up when they're awake. And I have a sh- I have this Yorkie that the parents particularly schedule anything after eleven o'clock because that's when the dog wakes up.
1: Yeah, that's when their body is waking up. They're adjusting to just being alive. I know. So they're like, oh fuck, I woke up? Like, so, you know what I mean? I, I
0: don't feel that that works necessarily for all dogs, I don't think. And I think if you base everything, if you're appointment-based, I think that works well for any dog. It doesn't matter what the who the dog is. So you, they can schedule in the afternoon when the dog wakes up, and you can t- just... St- schedule the time for the dog and the money for the dog like this is how much i'm going to charge the dog but this is the time i'm going to take so if your regular hour-long appointment turns into two hours that's fine you just schedule it out that way you know when they schedule their appointment for that dog and then you schedule your other appointments afterwards i am appointment based so it's easy Mm -hmm. for me to work with senior dogs and um quote-unquote geriatric dogs like you know special needs So, it's easier for me because I am appointment-based. If you are not... And mobile is appointment-based. Perfect for... for For, So, it works. So, you just schedule out the time. And she isn't... She is appointment-based, too. So, I don't understand why... You know, she does she does slotted times as well on top of that. Like, I was a little confused. Like, she was kind of saying stacked dogs or slotted times was not good. But it seemed as if that... She did stacked dogs on top of her seniors. It's like all the seniors come in at one time.
1: Well, no. And what she I just, understood was that the, sen- uh,
0: yeah, cause the seniors... Oh. Yeah. She said both. She yeah. said all the
1: seniors come in at the same time, but then they take other
0: younger dogs. In between of, while in the between. dogs are drying. Yeah. It was... It was ah. it was a, it was a little there was things that it was contradicting
1: she, the whole fucking thing was I'm sorry.
0: Like it sounded like that she may not or it just might have been explained differently that we just couldn't understand but it was really confusing and people were having a hard time processing what she was trying there to was say. There was one
1: girl that was getting a little
0: hostile. <laughs> she was. Um so I, I didn't, I understood what she was saying, though I didn't agree with it. Because I don't want seniors coming in. I don't want to deal with more than one senior at a time or more than one geriatric at a time. Even if there's going to be breaks in between for the dogs and then you coming back to it. I rather just focus on that dog. Because they really don't need that long of breaks. If they need a really, really long break, you need to break up the groom for multiple days. I personally believe that like if they can't do anything after the bath, break up the groom for another day period. Like I don't believe you need to have the dog there all day long and for them to have multiple breaks to the point where you have to feed them medicate them.
1: Oh, (laughs) man. She was talking about medicating dogs.
0: You know, I don't feel that they need to be there that long, where if you have to do those things, they should honestly just go home after. She was
1: talking about one specific dog. It was an Airedale that it would take her 24 hours to to do groom. She said the client would bring them in the morning and spend the night. And then she would give the medication the next day and then finish the groom and send the dog
0: home. I did not agree with that. That's
1: too much.
0: I am totally for improvising and, you know, customizing a groom for a dog. But I, that's just, again, break it up. Break it up. It's not, even if she's getting a we Or feat, just,
1: guess what? Fluffy didn't fucking like it today. So the. Paws didn't get trimmed, but we were able to do the nails. And guess what? Fluffy has to wait till his next groom. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have this dog come back that was stressing out and then this senior come back in two weeks to finish trimming Fluffy's feet. Yeah. You know, or cleaning up the face. No, because it takes a little bit longer for a senior to de-stress. And then now you're stressing the dog up again in a very short amount of time. And yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't. They get what they fucking get and then go home. And then I'll see them in four weeks or I'll see them in six weeks. Because a lot of seniors, the hair doesn't grow that quickly. So why why bring them in a lot sooner if they can't handle it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just let them grow a little bit longer. And then just strip Sh- them. Yeah. Give them a 10. Be done with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then... Next, I had one senior years ago that he would come in and each time one less thing got done. He stressed way too much for the nails, so I said no more nails. He didn't get his nails clipped. If you want the nails clipped, take him to the vet where they have, you know, stuff just in case he overstresses. Because he stressed out so bad for his nails. Day. His nose started to bleed, so that was it for that day. Then... After that, I couldn't trim around the feet anymore. hmm You know, and within, like, the couple months that this was happening, he ended up passing away. And so I made it to where the grooming situation wasn't that strenuous anymore. Yeah. So that when he passed away, he passed away fucking happy because his groomer wasn't torturing him for two
0: weeks. Yeah. I don't disagree with the two-week program Ugh. because Ugh. if a dog can handle it, I think it works out better because the way she was explaining her geriatric program was two weeks. Um, You come in every two weeks. You get a little bit done each time. And she was explaining that the geriatric program was because a lot of the dogs are using medicated shampoos. I don't have, I have one geriatric dog that uses medicated shampoos. Because I disagree with a lot of medicated shampoos. Not that I disagree with medicated shampoos. I don't like to treat things that I don't know. And when she's saying medicated shampoos, she's not saying vet
1: prescribed medicated shampoos. Which she's, are they they
0: can be vet prescribed. Yes. Yeah. But in
1: the seminar she was mostly talking about Davis. Davis medicated shampoos that she was using
0: in on her. the dogs. Exactly. So 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 yeah. So I don't ag- I don't agree with just kind of questioning a skin condition and then treating it based on your knowledge because we're not vets. We don't... If a vet said, this is the issue, this is what I've been using and I happen to have something that treats that particular skin issue, then I will use that. There is only one um dog that I use, medicated shampoo, and I would beg... I would actually say that it is not necessarily medicated shampoo. It is... Something that has, like, an additive to it, but it doesn't have enough to be considered medication. So it's like a, um, like, I use a protein shampoo mixed with a colloidal silver shampoo on a really nasty, itchy cocker. And her skin does really well with that combination. But there's not enough of the ingredients active ingredients to be considered a medicated shampoo because I'm really just treating barely the surface um which again the chlorhexadrine chlorhexadine shampoos and the sulfur and tar shampoos they don't have they have one does have um I think four percent chlorhexadine in it which is a higher concentration and that could be considered, I mean, they are medicated shampoos. They are using an additive to it to treat something. But I don't feel comfortable treating something unless the vet tells me what it is. Yeah. Simple as that.
1: Yeah. And Well, because we took a seminar, like, what, two years ago? Yeah. It was a vet put on, a vet put on a seminar about What we can do. And yeah. Like, basically, what is a groomer's job?
0: Yeah. And
1: he basically said, Stop plucking, don't do the anal glands, and don't do medicated shampoos because you are not a vet. Yeah. We do not go to school to be dermatologists. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We are messing with things that we should not be messing with. Yeah. The anal glands are an internal organ.
0: Yeah. He had his thoughts on the oatmeal shampoo too.
1: And so did uh, the lady for the geriatrics, though.
0: Yeah. She doesn't like oatmeal shampoos. I don't particularly like well, oatmeal shampoos either, but. It apparently feeds the yeast. I don't know that for a fact. I, don't um, know I, I do seen. know it, just I don't like it because I feel like it dries out the coat. But um, he did say that we could be the dog's greatest or a vet's greatest ally by saying or noticing some skin issues. And we could be the greatest ally and making sure that the owners keep up with the maintenance as far as treating the skin and coat after diagnosis. But before diagnosis, we look at it and we can say it could be, a you know, this. And then we treat it like that and it might not be that issue and we make it so much worse. Yeah. So, okay. So, the way she was explaining her geriatric program was that they come in. As for a particular amount of money, she just works on them for about 15 minutes. They all get medicated shampoos and vinegar rinses, and then they're, like, on their way. But they have to come in every two weeks, so that way um, they get a little bit more done each time. I don't hate that idea because having the dog, if they can handle coming in every two weeks and you're only working on them for 15 minutes... They're getting a bath and a blow dry and maybe a little bit of trimming. After like four to six weeks, they look like a perfect groom. And then you're just working little by little each time to just clean up. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) I think that's a great idea, and I think it could be implemented in mobile probably for a little bit longer of time, so that way it's more benefit for the groomer to make money. Um, But... I don't agree with m- using a medicated bath unless I know what the skin condition is. I also don't agree with a vinegar rinse.
1: Oh, yeah. That was our big thing, too. It was like a not... I'm okay with doing the spritz.
0: I'm okay with using vinegar as a drying agent. I love it.
1: Yeah, you do a spritz. You kind of, you know, put a decent amount on there. But it's not... It's such an
0: astringent.
1: It is. When you're...
0: It has scientifically sound evidence that it does disinfect. It is an astringent and it can help skin issues. But the way she was explaining that she was using it, she's technically treating a skin issue. And I don't agree with treating something if I'm not a veterinarian technician. If I'm not a dermatologist, I am not a doctor and the way she was using vinegar is basically she's rinsing out with apple cider vinegar, right?
1: Yeah. not the one with the mother, but it was um, filtered.
0: Yeah, apple cider vinegar, and she's doing an apple cider vinegar rinse on the dog so to make sure that it was penetrating the skin. It'd be left on and um, just dried off.
1: But she was saying that she doesn't use it on dogs that have open sores. Yeah. But don't if you ever have a dot but I think she said she was using it like on yeasty skin. Was she? I can't remember.
0: <clears throat> well I know vinegar is really good for yeast, but I don't But when you're pouring that amount, it's gotta burn. Right. Because
1: <laughs> the yeast is, yeasty skin is still raw.
0: Yeah, and you're washing it, and then once you're washing it, she'll
1: let it sit on for 10 minutes and then blow dry it in. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, I didn't agree with that. Then <laughs> she also was talking about, um, I, I do agree when you're working with geriatrics, a lot of it is about the atmosphere, so you're making the atmosphere welcoming to the dog, so the dog. Is welcoming to whatever you're going to do. I do agree with that. So put on some slow jams. <laughs> put it on a, at a really uh, low sound. Right, you know? I know where you're going. I know where you're going. But she was saying. That she uses. Lavender oil. <laughs> and she uses it. In various ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she also recommended that. Owners. Do sometimes a Benadryl. Now, I d- again, I'm not going to give any recommendations as far as pills goes unless the doctor, vet, says that would be a good idea before a groom. And that's only because, like, I know children can overdose on allergy medicine, so why can't dogs? Um, It's still a medication. I'm not going to recommend it. But let me tell you about this lavender oil, guys. Okay, <clears throat> Where do I start? She uses it in a diffuser. She also uses it on herself. She uses it on the grooming loops. She also puts it on the dog's nose. (laughs) She will smear it on the muzzle. That's
1: what she said. Just take it and just give it a nice smear on both sides of the muzzle. Eh. are you seeing
0: where we're going with this, guys? (laughs) Like dogs have heightened senses. Yeah. Heightened senses and scents. Lavender oil, guys, lavender oil is a concentrated scent. Like, it's scent. It's fragrance. It is the fragrance from the lavender or lavender plant, and it's concentrated and diluted with oil. It is cut with oil, but it is still at such a concentration, Mm -hmm. and that's why you can smell it. You can smell lavender trees, and it's very pleasant. It's very nice when you go back past a lavender bush or tree and it's it's nice but then when you concentrate it it's whoa it smells great like overwhelmingly great and but it's strong you put it on a dog a lavender oil concentrated (laughs) scent you put it on a dog their scents are so heightened it has to irritate them in training in dog training i had this lady Put lavender oil on her bedpost as a deterrent so her dog wouldn't chew on her bedpost. Cause not
1: all dogs like lavender. <laughs> not all dogs
0: like lavender. And I would I would say most dogs don't like lavender. It's too especially much. with the way we use lavender. You put it in a diffuser, you be- barely smell it. They may be able to withstand it. It's okay. It's kind of okay. Like it just it's like a light fragrance in the air. Yeah, that's not gonna kill it. It's not going to kill their senses, okay? It's not going to kill their nose. It's not going to kill... It's not going to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. You're smelling it just slightly. They're smelling it a little bit more heightened, but it's not overwhelming. You start putting in on everything that their face touches or is around. <laughs> are they relaxing? <laughs> or, are they- or is their nose fucking burning? Yeah, like, are they just in so much uh, discomfort? Because I know for
1: me, like, if I put on too much perfume, or if yeah. I... Put some like there is a lotion. The other night I put on a, a stress relief lotion. Yeah. And it's lavender scented. And I put it all over my body. I was so sick. And that's super cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a cut scent. But I felt so sick because it was so heightened and then it was um. Then it stuck onto my bedspread. So then I was sleeping in it a couple days. Now it's disintegrated. But and it was just like kind of making me sick.
0: Yeah. And so imagine and that
1: was a lotion from like Bath and Body Works. Yeah. You know, so imagine putting lavender on a dog's muzzle who has ten times the more smelling power than we do.
0: I already have my issues on heavily scented shampoos, and you guys already know that. So scents and fragrance are not my friend. And I'm very biased against them. I do not believe in them. I do not believe... I I like scents. I wear perfume. I wear scented lotions. That's
1: why I like frothing, too, because it really cuts that scent down.
0: Yeah, it does. But I I just... I'm not a big fan of heavily scented things when it comes to dogs, because I know they don't like heavily scented things, no matter how much crap we put on them. So if we're putting shampoos on them that already have scents on them, and then we're overwhelming them with lavender oil, it's just like... it's just. It's bad news, bear man. Come on, poor dog. Yeah, I don't know. I just so then, so then. Oh my god, she's talking (laughs) about the lavender oil. Like what the fuck? And then this gentleman was talking about. Oh yes, a pheromone diffuser that you can have pheromones with no scent, and so like a pheromone. We can't smell it. The dogs can barely smell it, but, but it's supposed it to triggers help. Triggers
1: something. It triggers like I know for humans. What it does is it kind of helps release some pheromones when you smell it into your body, and it gives you like a feel good feeling. It's also an aphrodisiac, so
0: it you know you have horny dogs makes you a little
1: horny. I have a pheromone perfume.
0: I don't believe in any of that crap.
1: I do because it's supposed to like. Go deep into your psyche, I think. And, like, so when you smell, like, this really good smell, it's supposed to release these pheromones into your body. Not pheromones, like, the serotonin into your body, and it, like, makes you feel good and a little relaxed, and you're a little bit more, like, willing, you know? It's a little rapey. (laughs) We're getting a little off topic. But she, I was, like, That's a good fucking idea. And I think he said that out loud. Yeah, because
0: you you can't smell it. He was like so proud of his like what he says that he does. He puts on a diffuser in his salon that gives off calming pheromones. Brilliant. But you can't smell it and the dogs can barely smell it. It's just supposed to trigger some sort of chemical reaction. Yeah. In the brain. Whatever. I don't know the science behind it. Do I believe it? Probably not. But I believe it. She, I believe it more than fucking lavender oil. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She went hard on this dude. Well, she was like, I don't use that. I won't She's use like, that That's in no. my salon. She and made I, it sound like it was some perversion, and like, or it was like you're gonna kill the dog if there's pheromones hanging out that you can't smell. You know what that means? She doesn't know what a fucking pheromone is. Yeah, but she obviously knows what's fragrance is because that lavender oil does not like trigger any chemical reaction in your brain it smells nice and that's why it calms you down but that doesn't always work on dogs it doesn't always work on humans either yeah not every human is the same and
1: um vanilla makes me more at ease than vanilla is very mild lavender
0: but we, you remember when we took that shampoo class they said vanilla scent is probably the only scent that actually does not disrupt dogs he mm. flat out said that. He said fragrances are not good for dogs, but they put it in shampoos because parents like it. That's yeah. the only reason why fragrances yeah. are in shampoos. But I, you and know, I had mentioned that
1: pheromone idea because that was, that was brilliant.
0: Go for it. But he was like, yeah, vanilla is really s- super mild as far as concentration goes in his chemical, uh, uh, the way he was explaining it, like chemically. I don't know his, how fragrance chemical goes. chemical makeup. Yeah, the chemical makeup of that fragrance is a little bit on the milder side. So even if you put a lot in it, it's not going to just, it doesn't gonna seem, make you feel sick. It doesn't seem to, yeah, it doesn't seem to bother the dogs too much. Fine. I get that. But when you're using essential oils straight, or even, even all essential oils that you get at the store are diluted uh-huh. a little bit. They're cut with something. Yeah. But they're still concentrated. Your own, your It's fragrance. Yeah, it's pure fragrance.
1: <laughs> well, I think we beat that with a dead horse.
0: I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so anyway, this class was a little bit like I like. You know what? I admire her for being such a like a good groomer taking on the geriatrics because she did. Ex- she did say if she didn't do it, who else would? And it's true. <laughs> if you are going to start doing geriatrics, there are a lot of people who are not willing to do that because it is a liability. It is. Those dogs could die at any point because they're. I old. wish she would
1: have touched more on like what goes into a um contract. She did not. She didn't. That would be that was a very missed subject.
0: Exactly because you are taking on more liability. What is she it? just
1: said to get the Barkley one, and then someone said, "Well, that's not very detailed," and she was just kind of like,
0: "Next." Yeah, she did explain that she does a lot of verbal communication with her. But verbal communication doesn't always hold up in court. No, but I still feel like you should have communication with your geriatric clients, for sure. Oh, no, I'm not
1: saying that you
0: shouldn't, but but you need to have that in a contract. If a dog drops dead, and it's a 19-year-old dog, and it drops dead on my table... You sure as shit I have no liability on that dog. It is a 19-year-old dog that you decided to get groomed and I am just trying to make this process as welcoming and nice as possible yeah. but the da- damn dog could have died in your car. It could have died at any point. Yeah. It just decided to die there peacefully. Yeah. I so, I, don't know. I and I I have dogs that are dying left and right right now because they're getting so old, but they're not dying on my table.
1: No. no they're no. not dying because of grooming. No. I don't... I don't know. I didn't like the, semi, the class at all. I just didn't. I feel like there should have been... I don't think it had anything to offer me, which comes to, like, a whole new point that these classes are so salon-geared, and then all the mobile classes are mobile 101, how to get started in mobile, how to run your business mobile. No, I want to know, how do you do a geriatric mobile? Yeah. Not in a salon. How do you promote Asian fusion mobile? How do you do Asian mobile? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you gear your mobile prices to Asian? and they Or how do you do a puppy? You know you know what I mean? Like, just different. You could think of a thousand. I'm just thinking of generic, but you uh, could think of a thousand. That's,
0: that's why I believe. I don't know. I, okay, I don't want to say that, like, this is how it is. But I don't know what the vetting process is for finding these uh, speakers, um, is it because they are popular? Is it because they are, have been around for a long time in their industry? Is there a science-based vetting, you know, list of things that they have to go through? Is, is there's just, it, that's why it's so hit or miss when it comes to these classes. Because if you think if you're going to perform a geriatric seminar, it needs to be geared towards all forms of grooming. Whether it be mobile, house calls, or um, salon based, mm-hmm. and then you would then give out what has been proven in our yeah. field, what works for all of those cases. Then you would, you know, make it individual subjects in the salon. This is what yeah. you would do in a mowing unit. This is what you would do, but that's just not how it is. It's it's like our fucking podcast. It's opinion based. It's your opinion. Yeah,
1: but I think if we're spending, you know... Money. Money. Yeah. Like, y'all aren't spending any money to listen to us talk about our opinions. Exactly.
0: I don't want to spend money about your opinion on how to deal with geriatrics. I want to know what is... What's the
1: best route to do it? Yeah. You know, like, that's why I really like the business classes. I took um, branding, um, um, branding your own business or branding your business by joey villiani Uh uh-huh fucking phenomenal i learned so much um but we can talk about that in our next episode um this is going to be a part two a two-parter so uh stay tuned